the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us please be on our feet. I want you to appreciate God for the love, for the love of God upon your life, for the love that took him to the cross. I want you to appreciate him. Almighty God, I want to thank you. We want to bless your holy name. We want to give you praise for your love that you have for us, for your love that made you to leave your comfort in heaven. Put on, O oh Lord, the flesh of man so that you can save us. The love that makes you to endure, that makes you to endure the shame, the downgrading, the downthrowing, the law that makes you to go to Gethsemane in order for you to be able to save us. Father, we want to appreciate you for this law. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Father, thank you for the law that made you to make us same here with you, Lord. Thank you for that great law. There is nothing that can measure that law. There is nothing that can be compared to it. Jesus, we are grateful. Take all the glory, Lord. Take all the glory, Lord. Accept our thanksgiving, Jehovah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. I also want you to pray. I want you to talk to God. Jesus was Jesus rose the third day with the resurrection power. The power that quickened Jesus from the grave is still available. I want you to talk to God. My Father, in the name of Jesus, let the same power that quickened Jesus from the grave have a performance in my life. Whatever is dead, whatever is not working fine, whatever is not as the way you have made it to be. Father, this morning, because I believe in the power of your resurrection, Holy Spirit, come into now. Come into me now and cause every deadness in my life, every deadness in my spirit to come to life in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my Father, I want you to pray. Please pray. My Father, my Father, come into me, Lord. Cause every deadness to come to life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, every deadness in my spirit, every deadness in my business, every deadness in my body, Lord, come to life in the name of Jesus. Come to life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Pardon me, you are still standing. This is the word of the Lord unto every one of us. As I was preparing this message, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to talk, tell the people? There he told me, and I heard him clearly. He said, we are not taking our salvation seriously. We are not taking our salvation seriously. We are holding our salvation with levity. It cannot even be compared even to the way we are holding our secular job, even though it is supposed to be more important. So many of us don't even understand what it costs, this salvation costs. So he said, we should take heed. We should take heed and take it serious. Praise the Lord. 
take your salvation seriously. Work it out with fear and trembling. Let it always be in your mind that the end of the race is not on this earth. Okay? Praise the Lord. Let us be seated. Amen. That brought us to the message that the Lord has given on today that we should watch and pray. We should watch and pray lest we fall into temptation. Watch and pray. Let us forget, he also said that we are compromising. A lot of us are compromising our faith and we should take care. Praise the Lord. That he's seen everything we are doing and we should take care. So many of us are into different kinds of temptation as a result of our lusts, as a result of our eyes not focusing. We take the perishable, the one that has an end, and leave the everlasting in place of the everlasting. Praise the Lord. So let us understand that we should hold our salvation very, very strong and tenaciously because the Bible says, if on this earth we have hope, we are all men most miserable. That is to say, if everything you want on this earth you are able to get, everything you want you are able to get, you want a private jet, you want to live, you want to live on the sky, you want all, and you are able to get it. The Bible says, if you don't make heaven, you have all men most miserable. That is to say, if all your prayers are answered, all your prayers are answered, every day you give testimony, all your prayers are answered. Before it's voiced out, it is answered, and you don't make heaven, then your sitting down here does not have a meaning. Praise the Lord. It was so strong, and I understand that we have to do something. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is why this message is coming to us, that we have to flee from temptation. We have to avoid temptation. We have to put ourselves in a position where we can flee all temptation. Let us open our Bible to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, verses 40 and 41. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? 41, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Praise the Lord. Same word he used that so many of us are asleep. So many of us are asleep. We need to wake up and watch. When you are not praying, like I understand, you are sleeping. And at that time, you are very vulnerable. Sleeping time is a time where a very mighty man, you know, was killed by a woman. Praise the Lord. 
Why? Because he was sleeping. The mighty man that troubled the whole of Israel was killed by a woman because the woman, the man was sleeping. So it is very dangerous when the Lord describes your position as a sleeping position. He says, we are sleeping. He says, we are sleeping. So we need to wake up. We need to watch. And I begin to ask, what does it mean? He says, when you are not praying, when you are not praying, when you have left your prayers, what you are doing is you are sleeping and you are in sleeping mode. Praise the Lord. Say so we should pray so that we don't fall into temptation. Praise the Lord. Circumstances will come. Different situations will come. Like he also told me, so many of us are discouraged. So many of us are discouraged. He said we should hold on that he has made a way out for you. So hold on. He has made a way out for you. Don't worry about what you are passing through. But look at the end as he has promised that he has made a way out for you. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we should be watchful, which means we should be prayerful and not sleep. Praise the Lord. James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verses 12 to 16. James chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. God bless those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desire, which entices us and drags us away. This desire gives birth to sinful action, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And don't let us yield to temptation. When the Lord gave us the pattern to pray, you know, in that pattern of prayer, every prayer point is an embodiment of the type of prayer. He made it clear to us that we must also always add this to our prayer. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Praise the Lord. Which means temptation will always be there. As long as your eyes are open, as long as you are still in the flesh, there will always be something around to tempt you. Because the Bible makes us to understand that the devil goes around roaring like a lion looking for whom to devour. So he's always going to put certain things that would put pressure on you, that will make you to take, take the wrong decision and do the wrong action. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. When he meets you sleeping instead of praying, then you will be vulnerable. Then you can be tempted. Praise the Lord. Jesus told Peter, the enemy want to see you, but I have what? I have prayed for you. 
So that is to say, it is the prayer of Jesus, despite that Peter denied Jesus three times, and he was still able to come back. It was because someone took his position and was not sleeping like Peter was sleeping and prayed for Peter. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the person, Jesus prayed for Peter, and that is why Peter was able to withstand and was able to stand even when all things were down because Jesus prayed for him. Amen. Now, in watching, like, the, like the, the, Jesus told his people, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. In watching, there is an aspect of expectation because you cannot watch when there is no expectation. The watchman is watching. The man that is standing by the gate or standing by the wall, his expectation is to see someone that is suspicious moving around and cry, alarm, or bring down the person. Praise the Lord. So in watching, there is an expectation. When Jesus Christ says, uh, watch and pray, in watching, there is an expectation. In Mark chapter 13, Mark 13, from verse 32 to 37. Praise the Lord. Each time you see me looking up, not looking down, I'm just trying to see if there's anyone, you know, sleeping slightly. Praise the Lord. Nobody should be sleeping now. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. So in Mark chapter 13, from verse 32, it says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Nor even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. Be on guard, stay alert. Praise the Lord. In other verses, watch, be on your watch. Because you don't know when the time will come. You don't know the day of your visitation. You don't know when the enemy is closing to you. You must be what? You must be at a last. Praise the Lord. How can you be at a last? By you having all the exercises, all the spiritual exercises that the Lord has made us to know. You cannot be, you cannot be so sure of the time because no one knows. No one knows. You don't know when the enemy is going to attack. Therefore, you have to be ready all the time. Praise the Lord. Today we use that word, salvation army, salvation army. Because the children of God are supposed to be ready like soldiers all the time. They're supposed to be ready like soldiers. So if the children of God are an army, yes, individually, they are soldiers. It is, it is, it is safe and sad. That is to say, when you are saved, you are recruited. And when you are recruited, you are what? You are a soldier for Christ. At no time. Should a soldier lose God where his gun is? 
even at all time, they are with their boots and their uniform and their guns are with them because they can be called to battle at any time. That is who we are. We are living in the territory. The territory we are living in is the enemy territory. Pastor Tumunu once said here that we are living in our enemy's house. So whatever our enemy gives to us, whatever is given to us in the house of our enemy, we should suspect it. That is the watching. Today, we don't only receive from the enemy, we go after the enemy to crave for what the enemy has because we no longer care. We don't know who we are. We have to understand that as soldiers, we have to be alert. And our alert is by constantly, constantly exercising ourselves spiritually, by praying, reading the scriptures, being in the congregation of brethren, committed to Lord's service. Praise the Lord. Verse 34 says, the coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instruction about the work they were to do. And he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. He told the gatekeeper, the steward, to do what? To watch for his return. In the, watch, for, watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return. In the morning, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak, don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. We all know the danger of sleeping, as I've explained earlier. Let him not find you sleeping when he arrives. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Praise the Lord. So in watching, we must be expectant, like I said earlier. We must be full of expect. We must be full of expectation. We must be expectant. We must have the mind what we are watching for and what we are watching against. Praise the Lord. Someone who is watching for an attack from an army, there's a way he is going to be watching. He's not going to be watching with sophisticated weapons or instruments. But someone may be probably watching for rats, like we used to do when we were young. Uh, apologies to those who don't know this. You know, there are some kind of rats that we African eat. So when we are young, we go around, you know, we hold sticks. Those are the kind of things we hold. Amen. So what I'm trying to say here is, those type, that type of watch, the kind of watch you are determines your readiness. Praise the Lord. The enemy, your enemy is very, very sophisticated. And you need that power. You need that power, all completeness. As written, all power, you need it to be able to withstand the enemy. Praise the Lord. In watching, in watching, there is an element of perseverance. Praise the Lord. You must be able to persevere. If you cannot persevere, if you cannot, uh, if you cannot take pain, you cannot watch. For a long time, I have not been standing up to more than, uh, for a long time, you know, until of recent, I don't, I don't think I stand on my feet more than two hours. 
but this time around, sometimes on my feet, I will be maybe for six or seven hours, not even standing in one place, but moving around from one location to another. Praise the Lord. So some people complain that, oh, you have lost weight. Yes, definitely, it will be, because unlike uh, the time when I will be under the AC, sitting down, maybe for eight hours, this time around is different. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say is that that takes perseverance. Sometimes I have to, when I sit down, I have to raise my leg up so that uh, I can relieve some, get some relief. What I'm trying to say is that perseverance is required when you are watching. You must be able to endure. You must be able to wait. You don't know when he's coming. You must gather the strength. That's why the Bible says, they that wait on the Lord shall, what? shall renew their strength. You need that strength to wait. You need to be able to persevere. You need to be able to endure. You need to be able to stay. Praise the Lord. And you need to be able to say, I will be here watching. All I need is the backup and strength from my Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. Let us open our Bible to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayer for all believers everywhere. Praise the Lord. Because you have Amen. Here, what I'm trying to say here is that you have to be persistent. And in your perseverance, you need to pray for strength. You need to pray for God to enable you to be able to stay. Praise the Lord. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Revelation 3, verse 10, because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. Praise the Lord. Because you have obeyed my command of perseverance, because you have obeyed and you have persevered, then I will deliver you from the temptation that is coming upon the world. So for in watching, you need to be able to persevere. You need to be able to take pains. You need to be able to keep vigils. Thank God for the opportunity to be in church on Monday for, for Victory Night and also on Friday for uh, Night VG. These are times that you need to do all things to be in God's presence. Praise the Lord. Not to start to give all sorts of reports. And somebody told me, you see, if I don't sleep for seven hours, I don't feel okay the following day. Praise the Lord. If you have an emergency that will keep you up throughout the night, the following day, you will still be able to be who you are. Praise the Lord. Amen. It is the Lord. You come to the Lord, and he will take care of you. Moses complained, Oh Lord, I cannot talk properly. Give me, God gave him, his, you know, Aaron. But if he has directed his inability to God, God would have healed that inability that same day. So don't let us be in that kind of, in that kind of, uh, let us, let us be in that kind of category that bring excuses instead of bringing our case unto the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. It calls for sober, Soberness and vigilance when you are watching. 
You cannot be watching with your eye closed. Then you have no business there. You cannot be watching with your eye closed. You have to be vigilant. Like the word of God made us to understand. We have to be vigilant. Because the enemy, the devil, our enemy, is what? Roaming around looking for whom to devour. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Amen. Then Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Dear friend, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the result of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Some other version says, work out your salvation with what? With fear and what? Trembling. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There are school of thought today. Once saved, forever saved. I want you to understand that your salvation is something that you need to work out by yourself. You must understand how important your salvation is. That will determine the kind of strength and the kind of protection that you are supposed to give to it. Praise the Lord. There are some people building high towers, you know, thick walls. Because of what? Because of their earthly wealth. So that the enemy will not break into it. The higher securities, they bring all sorts of weapons so that they'll be able to fight whatever enemy that come to attack them because of their wealth. Because to them, their wealth is very important. But to you, whose salvation is most important? Do you have any tangible or measured in time of time what you spend to protect, to guide this salvation? Yes, we understand. If I ask this question now, how, you know, you know, worldly words and your salvation, which is most important, definitely the answer will be our what? Our salvation. The people that are worthy, they guide with all strength and manner of things. But you, do you guide? Do we guide our salvation? Are we working it out with fear and trembling? When I understand this fear and trembling, it means you guide it with care. Something you don't allow to drop. You know, those days we used to have some, some beatings because we broke our parents' uh, plates, you know. Then the expectation of our parents then is, don't you know this place is breakable? Why did you handle it as if it is a steel plate? That is the offense. Handling our salvation with trembling means that we have to guide it with all it takes to preserve it. Praise the Lord. If it is by prayer and fasting, if your, your line of communication is blocked. You are the type that hear from God, you know, regularly before. Now, it's even difficult for you to hear him. You have to do something about it. You have to seclude yourself and pray until that line of communication is true again. You have to do something. You have to pray. You have to watch. You have to just do something to make sure that that line of communication is what is back. Handling it with what? With what? With fear and trembling. Our salvation is very, very important. We must take care of it. 
Let somebody shout hallelujah. Watching so that we can escape. Any man who is not watching is vulnerable to whatever comes around him anytime. But Jesus said we should watch so that we can escape certain things. Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Luke, Luke uh, chapter 21, verse 36. Keep alert all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape this coming horror and stand before the Son of Man. Praise the Lord. So that you can stand. So that you can be strong. Then you need to watch. You have to watch. That word keep alive means you have to watch at all times. You see, at all times, you have to watch. I remember that time when we go to pray, the leader will be telling us, you are sleeping, and I will be questioning, why would this man see me standing and be saying, I am sleeping? How is it possible for me to be standing, praying, and saying, I am sleeping? It was later I understood. When the temple of prayer is going down, when our voices are no longer heard the way we started, what it means is that we are sleeping. Praise the Lord. You must keep that temple. You must pray and watch so that you can escape the horror that is coming, you know, on the world. Praise the Lord. The watching also means that we should be ready at all times not to be caught unaware. Not to be caught unaware. Praise the Lord. That is why I call it wise. No matter your schedule for the day, no matter how late you are for your schedule for the day, make sure your prayers and your communication with God is done well completely before you set out. Praise the Lord. That takes care of whatever that is going to come to you that day. Don't jump out of your house because you are late, because your boss is going to be one thing or the other, and leave your prayers and leave the power. Because the word of God is the power of the children of God. The people in the world, they carry their power all about. You want to go and face them empty? Don't be in a hurry. Praise the Lord. Even if your boss is going to be angry, if you have prayed and you have studied the world very well before going out, that will take care of everything. Although you should know your timing. Praise the Lord. So what I'm saying in a nutshell is that we should be well equipped and be alert. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Now we we'll go on to the oh, our time. We'll go on to the temptation. Say, pray, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. Okay? Pressure applied to your mind or to your thinking to create wrong emotion, which will eventually lead to wrong action. Okay? That is temptation. It's a kind of pressure. You know, it, it, has one, it has one goal, to lead you to take the wrong action. That is temptation. Amen? There's something, something attractive that will make you do the wrong thing. That is temptation. 
church. That is why, as children of God, we must be able to guide against every temptation that we can sense. This is the reason why you must not be found in certain places because those kind of places are prone to certain temptation. That is why we must select the kind of work we do because some work are prone to certain temptation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us open our Bible to Romans chapter, Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Let us read from verse 18. It says, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Praise the Lord. What it means is that this body that we carry is, is vulnerable to temptation. It drags you to temptation. Praise the Lord. He said the spirit is what? The spirit is willing. That is, the spirit is able to do the will of God. But the flesh drags you to do what? To compromise, to be tempted. That is to say, the body you carry is an embodiment of temptation itself. So you should be aware of this, and you should be able to put your body under subjection. Paul said in First Corinthians, I think chapter 9, verse 27, he says that so that after preaching, I myself will not be condemned. So because of that, I keep myself under subjection. That is why the Bible says we should keep ourselves under subjection. Subjection is not only when you lock yourself in. Subjection is you don't allow your body to any kind of situation that will tempt your body. You don't allow it. You keep yourself under subjection. You keep yourself under subjection in such a way that you don't go to a place where the language is filthy. You don't keep an association of filthy language. You keep yourself under subjection. Even you want, even, you know, people are creating groups and that groups you is enticing, you discover that, oh, the language here or what they are prone to is something that can take you out. You get yourself under what? Under subjection. Praise the Lord. Verse 21 says, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I invariably, inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the, to, to, to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind that I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Our body, our flesh, our desire, you know, earthly desire pushes us to temptation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. Let us open to Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. 
And the spirit gives us desire that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desire. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intention. In the flesh, it is not possible. Praise the Lord. Except you are connected spiritually. Except you allow your spirit to dominate your flesh. It is not possible. Praise the Lord. John chapter 6, verse 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited what? Nothing. The flesh profited nothing. Amen. Amen. We must understand all these principles and we must key in to the spirit so that we will not yield to temptation. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 18. Since he himself has gone through suffering, that is Jesus Christ, and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Praise the Lord. When we are being tested. Mind you, most of the time, like I emphasize on our body, our flesh, it is our loss that attracts these temptations. Our loss that attracts these temptations. That is why I said you must possibly make sure that you avoid every, you know, every temptation that you can imagine. Praise the Lord. Like some people say, they are super immune. And because of that, they mingle around where sin abound. Such people are not wise. Praise the Lord. The Bible teaches us to flee out of what? Out of every appearances of evil. Don't say, no, I'm strong. This, this one will not affect me. Get out of there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Temptation is evil. And that is why our Lord's prayer says, deliver us from what? From evil. Let us open our Bible to 1 Corinthians, I mean 1 Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 10. Chronicles, First Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 10. That is, the, that, that is Jabez's prayer. He was the one who prayed to, to the God of Israel. Oh, that you will bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request. Praise the Lord. Keep me from all troubles and pain. Deliver me from evil. And God granted his request. So what is, what is the scripture saying? That we watch and pray. And when we do that, there is this definite answer that is going to come that God is going to what? Grant our request. James chapter 1, verse 14. James chapter 1, verse 14. Temptation comes from our own desire, which entices us and drags us away. It comes from our own desire. We should not allow temptations around us. We should not even get close to it. And in James chapter 1, that verse 15, it says, this desire, what is his ultimate goal? Is what? Is to bring eternal death. Is to bring eternal death. When Eve was given the fruits, when 
the fruit was introduced to Eve, the first impression was it was what? Going to be good for, uh, for taste. Then the second one is it's going to make you wise. Praise the Lord. But the ultimate aim of the devil at that time was not those two things. Although, yes, it was going to be taste-free, too, it was going to make them see, but was their salvation that the enemy was about. Praise the Lord. To you at this time, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's going to be a lot of matters. And the ultimate of it is it is dragging the person out of faith. So we should be very, very careful as children of God, as God has directly spoken to us, that we should guide our salvation. We should not be careless with it. We should guide our salvation with fear and trembling. And, trembling, and we should not be careless with it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What do we do in this case? Do all things to avoid any kind of temptation. Where you go, make sure you go, you don't go to a place that can lead you to temptation. The association you keep, the work you do, your aspiration, your desire, let it not be the one that will attract temptation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us open our Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. You are going to stop here. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. I want you to rise up and talk to God. I want you to talk to God and say, Father, help me to work out my salvation with feet.